At Founders Brewing Company, we set out to create a beer that lets you embrace the unconventional. Mortal Bloom is a radiantly beautiful, hazy IPA that will wrap your taste buds with intense citrus and tropical notes of pineapple and mango. Coming in at 6.2% ABV with big aromatics and no bitterness, it's the perfect beer, if we do say so ourselves. Visit foundersbrewing.com to find Mortal Bloom Hazy IPA. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. is popping congregation welcome back to another installment of scam goddess the podcast all about robbery fraud and those who perform it we have front row seats we can't wait for the encore i'm lacey mosley and did i already say that i don't know child we done recorded a lot of these this week honey a scam um i'm very yes excited i'm gonna come up with something different for you guys i swear i keep saying that i'm lying huh i must be lying but you know i'm gonna keep promising it each week so come back next week and see if i do anything differently for the intro or else um (laughs) guys i am very excited for our guest today i have already started just chatting with him on the zoom a little bit and i really love his vibe so i'm very very excited to see what we get into today honey he's a hilarious comedian he's recently starred alongside mario lopez in the lifetime movie feliz navidad okay christmas he's got a comedy special super homies on hbo max and he's the creator and host of the podcast the frankie quinones did i say that right see quinones yeah Yeah, you know i gotta check though i still gotta check even though i'm fake latino frankie quinones show from will ferrell's iHeartMedia's big money player network y'all know we love the big money player network over here shout out to langston so you know he's got a show over there as well and check it out it's on iHeartRadio, which we just won an award for and all other major podcast platforms congregation please welcome frankie quinones to the show hi frankie hey what's up lacy (laughs) oh this is love i love your voice oh thank you I love I love when we get a good voice on here because I know the girls are tired of migrating, screeching, and hollering. So this would be very refreshing for them. I'll let you talk way more yeah. than me. <laughs> Look, Frankie, I'm trying to get some more cisgender straight men to listen to the podcast, okay, so that we can influence them and scam them. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Some of them need to be scared for sure. Yeah. Right. I'm not trying to do robbery to my to my non-binary icons and my and my, and my women folk. Right. <laughs> but uh, the men, the, the sister, the straight men, come on over here, boy. Let me let yeah. me see what your wallet looking like. Talk to you for a minute. Yeah. Hey. No, I've just been looking at people's wallets. I'm just trying to I'm trying to organize my wallet. So I'm just been looking inside other people's wallets just to see what they do. And you know, would you let me see your wallet, Frankie? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it ain't that exciting, but you know, got some got some stuff in there. Yeah. Is it leather? Is it Velcro? Is it uh, what is it giving? Oh, no, Are you really looking for it right now? Yeah, I was looking for it. Like, <laughs> I'm like, damn, she's pocket checking me already over here. Like, I need you not to already be falling for the scams. Like, we've been on for like two minutes. No, y'all, he was really looking for his wallet. I love that for me, though. Love that for me. We're gonna have a good relationship, Frankie. So brings me to my first question then like what's your relationship with scams like have you ever been scammed do you love them do you hate them i have a i have a feeling just from you looking for your wallet i mean i mean yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah yeah all that i mean you know i, I they're obviously it's shady as fuck but i remember uh you know what was funny is i've been the victim of like credit card fraud which i know is the most basic thing but it was when i was broke when i used to be just, oh. when i used to be so broke i was working like at a hardware store it happened to me like three times i just mm-hmm. had my one little debit card making like you know my minimum wage at a hardware store and three times like i was a victim of a credit card fraud you know what i mean where like i couldn't even get through the week until they reimbursed me and figured it out and did the investigation and i'm like now i'm confusion 
So you were working, you were employed at the hardware store, correct? Correct. So were you also like buying nails on your off day or something? Like how was how were they getting? Because <laughs> when you go to work, you're not supposed to have to pull out your card. <laughs> no, no, I, no. I'm just saying, like that was my only income was the hardware oh, store. Oh, okay. You know so I mean? you're not blaming the hardware store for no, the no, credit no, card fraud. No, no, no. I wasn't blaming the hardware store. I'm oh, okay. saying. I was, I was like, know, did not, Ace I'm... do this to you? Did Mr. <laughs> Ace do this to you? <laughs> Frankie, we gotta get you a neck brace. We gotta go to court. I know, right now. <laughs> we gotta get you damages. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, okay. So I get what you're saying. You're like, I'm working at this hardware store. So yeah, the, yeah. The I was saying like, limited. damn, all I'm doing is working at this hardware store. Like, I'm not like in this, you know, obviously yeah. I don't have that much money. They were like spending all the money I had in there in one in one uh, purchase, you know, like mm-hmm. Macy's somewhere in a city I've never been to. Damn, they you went know. to Macy's? Yeah, they went to Macy's. Okay, that's and new it was new. It was twice at Macy's and the third place was a different time. So I'm like, what? what's up? Like, how are they getting my information? Damn, they was out there for all the Macy's Day Parade sales. (laughs) They was like... (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I'm over here working at Harvard so wearing dirty-ass pants to work every day. I'm not spending six, seven hundred dollars at Macy's, you know what I'm saying? Like... (laughs) Right, you're not you're not getting getting your Coco Chanel on. You're not getting yeah. you some Tom Ford. <laughs> they ain't have to do you like that, Frankie. I um I've also been the victim of credit card fraud. Uh, oddly enough, though, it wasn't my physical debit card or credit card. It was this, which was a scam in itself. I used to work at this restaurant, and I would only work at high end restaurants because I was trying to get the bag off of the people who already had the bag. And right, right. I remember I was working at this one place, and this I'm not gonna say the name, even though they're out of business because they got a whole bunch of them, and um. They gave us for a short amount of time. I don't know how long it lasted. Why would why did they give us rush cards, Frankie? Like they weren't rush cards, but they were some kind of debit card where they would yeah. put all of nah, our I tips. had one of those. It, that is a that is one of the biggest hustles. You know what I'm saying? They're just like, like yeah, what? Just, and they're like, no, it's gonna be good because this way the tips are uploaded onto the card and faster than if you would come back in for your next shit. I'm like, bitch, nah, I work like fifty no. hours a week here. I'm here every day. Give me my money in yeah. cash. Like it was cash is king, man. You gotta get that cash. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it had to have been some kind of scam so that they could write off the tips that we were making. Cause you know your cash tips, For like sure. I tell Uncle Sam about some of those. You know what I mean? That's like a new boyfriend cash tips. Like you don't have to oh, tell yeah. your new when boyfriend I was about tables, everything. It was like that was one of the the bonuses. Was like oh, okay, at least I don't have to report my tips. You know, cause you right. know, the re- like the rest of the shit they're taking and you're not making that much money. But yeah, right. that that whole rush card system, there you know, they're shaving points off transaction fees. Even if it's just a penny on every time you get your tips, mm-hmm. they're getting chips off that. You know, it's fucked up. It was so <laughs> fucked up. But I remember somehow somebody got a hold of my look. I'm just gonna call it a rush card because y'all know we have shaded Russell Simmons on this show many times before. The rush card <laughs> is a scam. I can't believe he did that to the black community. You I know, know what I mean? It goes crack and then rush cards. That's the second <laughs> worst offense to the black community. <laughs> I guess police should be first, but rush cards are up there. Okay, yeah, they're yeah. up there. They're high. And um, but so somebody somehow got my rush card information because you could use it as a debit card too. So I think I use it as a gas station, yeah. which I tell you guys all the time. Like feel around on those gas station things, or if oh, you're in yeah. a shady area, do. go inside and pay because it's not worth. They will steal your credit card information off of there. So they did this and they made two five hundred dollar purchases within like thirty seconds of each other at CVS. Oh, damn. Yeah. That's a lot of toothbrushes and toothpaste. Damn. Yeah. And that the first thing that they did, which is, this is a normal scam, um, is they hit Domino's. I don't know what the fuck's going on at Domino's Pizza, but <laughs> I guess like it's a very easy place to check and see if people got coin on their card. And, and, and I think it also is a small enough transaction that perhaps a lot of institutions will think like, oh, this person must have left town because they bought some cheap pizza and then they went to CVS and spent $1,000. <laughs> Oh, you know, man. you know how you do. You get some dominoes yeah, yeah. and then I you go to CBS. One slice. Yeah. <laughs> you drop a stack. You know how yeah. you do. It. <laughs> like CBS is not Target. Nobody should be spending a thousand dollars in CBS in one transaction. Yeah. Like, yeah, y'all, y'all should have known. But yeah, they flagged it. I eventually got the money back, but it took a very long time. So I know exactly what you mean, Frankie Wynn. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> I had yeah. I've had I've been part of my own shit too, but still like it's like, you know, getting 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 the, the folks that are already struggling, it's like, oh man. I used yeah. to get, I used to work at a, uh, I don't even know if I was incriminating myself so long ago. I was in school and shit still. So this was, yeah, there's statutes of limitations. Let's I not say any names. A, a shoe store. Um, <laughs> so you were, you were a shoe purveyor at a, at a, a shoe. Uh, yeah. 
And you know, the whole thing, like you have the homies come in or it, cause it would, it, it would happen to me as a, you know, as a, a shoe store, Hey, can I try on this size? And then you go pick up the box, you go put the box back. You don't even pay attention. You look in and they're, they got an old pair of shoes in there. Like, so, so, you know, I'm like, oh shit. Like, and it, it was ha like, somebody came up on, you know, I'm, they, they came up on the place, but I was like, damn, it was that easy. So then the homies start coming and then we had a whole thing. And I said, <laughs> it's like my proudest moment, Lacey, you know what I mean? But I was like. I said, Frankie, you do a lot of try-ons, but there's yeah. not a lot of buy-ons. <laughs> we're not seeing a lot of buy-ons. We're seeing a lot of try-ons. <laughs> but I would kill it in sales. That's the thing. So I'd say, hey, that's like my own little bonus. Like, hook okay, the homies well, up, you know? Well, yeah, you know, that's called shrink. Okay, that's, yeah. you know what? And that's fine. You didn't do it. You didn't do it. Okay, you walked away as a good Samaritan. Like, yeah, try on the shoe, friend. And they did try it on. They tried it on throughout the rest of the mall. They tried it on on the way to the car. Yeah. They tried it on <laughs> on the way home. They need, you know, it was a little test drive. But I remember my supervisor would find the box and be like, oh, we got another one. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's, oh gosh, it's ridiculous. These you know guys. Yeah. I, I love Daddy Corporation. Yeah. I can't believe people are doing this to him. Yeah. I'm upset. Uh, Who do we call? Yeah. Frankie's crying. You're like crying in the background. I just can't believe they robbing us like this. I love working at this shoe store. How can they do this to us? <laughs> they do so. Oh, yo, man. yo, that's real. I, I love that so much. That reminds me of uh, there was a Twitter story that or a Twitter thread that went like super viral a couple of years ago. And uh, it was a guy talking about how he would go to rental car places and rent out the exact same car that he had. And then he would swap his tires out for the rental car's tires. <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, my God. So, you know, that's the oldest trick in the book, you know. And, and look, I'm never going to fault an employee at any business for not washing out for theft because that's not your job. Like, they, these corporations do not pay enough money. They don't give health care most of the time. Like, they're not giving benefits enough for me to be go-go as your RoboCop trying to make sure people right. don't steal things. I don't give a fuck. I remember I worked at a store and I had a manager. This was in college. And it was the summertime because my parents didn't let me work while I was in school. But during the summer, I didn't want to go home. So I would give me some little side hustle so I could stay in Pittsburgh and pretend that I was grown. And mm. I worked at this one store, Aeropostale. And it's a scam in itself because Aeropostale is the bootleg Abercrombie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's how you say it. I never knew how to uh, uh, pronounce it. Nobody knows how shit. to say it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, Aeropostale, it sounds like some French shit. Aeropostalums? I like it. Uh, apostles. Yeah, yeah. You work at Apostles? <laughs> and... And it's a marketing ploy, but it's a scam, truly, where, like, there are certain stores that purport themselves as, like, the discount, but the same quality. It was not the same quality as uh, Abercrombie. And they also would always have sales. So every time you came into the store, everything was marked down, like, 30%, 50%. But that was the actual price. You weren't getting a deal. They just know that the people who shop at these stores are looking for a bargain. So anytime they can go up to the register and get the little high of seeing the total was originally $600, and now it's only thirty two ninety nine. They're like, oh, we we really struck it big yeah. today. <laughs> and like it was like, no, it was never six hundred dollars. There's always a sale in the store because right, right. No, it's not a sale. They see <laughs> that light through it. Oh, yeah. right. They're like, oh man, we done cleaned up today. Yeah. Like you did it. You did it. It was always that price. I promise you. I'm sorry to take that high away from you yeah. guys if you if you're a discount shopper. But if you go into a store every single time and it's always a discount, you should have known by now that right, they right. was lying oh, to man. you. So I worked there and I remember my manager, like I was the worst employee. Like I, I look, I have integrity, so I'm not going to come to work and slack off, but I just wasn't good at what they wanted me to do. I'm not good at folding shirts into little perfect squares. <laughs> like <laughs> The fuck? <laughs> like I could do the register, you know, but I'm past that. I was like, child, don't ask me to do nothing in here. Cleating. I'm not. A, how y'all put the mannequin together? Shout out to people who work in retail because y'all got skills that I don't. And mm. I remember my manager used to work at Rainbow. She was telling us like, you know, if people come in like at Rainbow, like I had chased some girls out the store into the parking lot because they stole stuff. And I was looking at her like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For Rainbow? First of all. <laughs> What like what was yeah yeah was she just into that did she want to be in in law enforcement or I feel like she wanted to be a cop she was yeah. a, she was she saw Paul Blart and she was inspired yeah. she's all doing stretches and shit and, oh, <laughs> I'm gonna get this mother <laughs> she in the back room warming up before yeah. every shift get a good pace go <laughs> <laughs> no also I'm not fucking with the rainbow community. 
community. Look, there's two types of rainbow shoppers. You got college students and people who, you know, maybe don't have a lot of coin. And then you have people who are about that life. Those are the, so I'll say three different types of shoppers at Rainbow. I'm not trying to run up on the person who's about that life who's stealing from Rainbow, okay? I don't want to yeah. get cut. I don't want to get cut for some body fantasy, you know, body splash or yeah. <laughs> a plastic shoe. What do I look like chasing you to the parking lot yeah, for, yeah. for rayon <laughs> 25 cent shoe that. This shit is highly flammable. What do, why do I look like risking my life for kindling? No. Uh, yeah. No. So I'm with you. I'm with you, Frankie. We on the same page. That was that was very entertaining. I love that for us, for both of us. <laughs> um, but we're going to get into our first segment here. What's hot in fraud? So, you know, guys, as always, snitch on your friends and family at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Just make sure your scam is retired so we don't what yes fuck up your bag uh normally like i for the past what couple years now i've just been reading listener letters but what's hot and fraud is also where we warn listeners about scams that are popping in the street so i'm gonna i'm gonna hit y'all with something a little more uh generic today um just because we haven't done a hot and fraud that wasn't a letter in a while and 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 also y'all look i'm not trying to be critical but the letters is too long they too long truncate please i love you and the (laughs) inbox is for letters not complaints don't send me no complaints. <laughs> this podcast is free for you. I don't want to hear it, okay? Um, so today, we're just going to talk in general, and I'm going to get into this uh, in a lot more depth soon, but it keeps coming up in the zeitgeist, and there are definitely some fun episodes that are going to pull up about this soon. But um, cryptocurrency, um, guys. So the beauty of cryptocurrency is it's pretty much an unregulated market, right? Um, If you don't know what cryptocurrency is, most things actually are cryptocurrency. When you Vitmo people, that's crypto. Like, you know what I mean? Like a Bitcoin, Ethereum. We've heard of the more established ones. Still to this day, no one knows who created Bitcoin. Um, It's an anonymous person from Japan. And what that did was give credence to other people being anonymous creating coins because we're like, oh, well, Bitcoin's legitimate. It's so successful. This person didn't scam anybody and they're anonymous. Perhaps it's just the way that things go. And unfortunately, that's led to a lot of people investing in cryptocurrency uh, blindly without knowing anything about it (laughs) and getting robbed. So according to the SEC, the U.S. government is concerned that the rising use of virtual currencies in the global marketplace might entice fraudsters to lure investors into Ponzi schemes and other schemes in which these currencies are used to facilitate fraudulent or simply fabricated investments or transactions. So the fraud may also involve unregistered offering or trading platforms. So like, as I've said before, like no shade to pancake. Um, If you've ever seen pancake, which is like, it's called pancake. Like that just don't sound... (laughs) Like Sounds a place legit. That, yeah. Right. It just don't sound like a place. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to sell co- Bitcoins on uh, AngelMama.com. I just feel yeah. like that's not a place <laughs> that sounds legitimate. Like, we've heard of things like OpenSea, where you can trade Bitcoin, Ethereum, things like that. And those are a little more legitimate. But um, if you're interested in doing this, one of the things that you really have to be looking into is, one, spelling errors. You would be surprised how many fake crypto coins have come out and there was just riddled with spelling errors in the initial offering. <laughs> it's like these scammers didn't have time to run this through Grammarly. <laughs> Seriously. You would be shocked. You would be If sh- you give me uh, <laughs> your formation, uh, <laughs> like what? Right. Coin that business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that legitimate dot com like you know like there's that, definitely there's dot dip- super legit dot give me your information dot <laughs> org dot, com, yeah. dot org <laughs> also PBS like if you <laughs> Like, that's one thing. Like, if it's not a site, like, that's been verified, like, OpenSea, you know, you, you're probably in some murky waters. Like, you can go to the sec.gov. Uh, they have a whole thing about virtual currencies where you can learn about scams and how people are laundering crypto. There's definitely a famous couple that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about very soon um, uh, where the, the wife is a rapper and a trader on Wall Street, and they just got uh they just got locked up for uh trying to launder like three point six million dollars in crypto. Oh shit! 
Wait, so, she was okay. Yeah, we'll let yes. You do it, we'll, 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 we're going to talk about that soon, not this episode. But I did want to tease it just because it, it's starting to become more popular. We're seeing like the Squid Game. We talked about the Squid Game coin, where people were buying this coin, and then the creators of it were anonymous. And after a couple of days, they cashed out and took three million dollars and just disappeared. Wow. Yeah. So it's just, I know everybody wants to get in on the thing of the future. And I want y'all to have that too. I do. But be careful. Yeah, that's correct. Just because you like the show. You're like, oh, they have a coin of it. Let me buy it up. Like, oh, come on, homie. It don't work like that. Yeah. Right. I can't believe that they got away with that. Like, yeah. the scam got his coin. Yeah. <laughs> there is a coin called Scam that actually did pretty well. A TikToker yeah. created it. And I, I don't think that they stole all the money. I think it just became legitimate and they didn't expect it to. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, guys, this is just a general warning about crypto. We'll get into it in some later episodes. But I, if you're thinking about investing, perhaps like do your research and don't do your research like people do research on COVID where they go on Reddit or they screenshot memes from Facebook. Like, <laughs> actually... Actually, do some research, please, because I don't want y'all going down bad and down sad like this over invisible coins. But guys, we're going to take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements. We'll be back with my favorite part of the show, Historic Hoodwinks. Scams! Do you have an unemployed roommate at home? You know who I'm talking about. Children! Yes, Whitney said they are our future. And don't you want to invest in theirs? I know you want to set your children up for success. Maybe you want to save a little coin on private tutoring because we know that inflation is high and these wages are not getting higher. Okay, which is why I love IXL Learning. IXL Learning, it's an online program for kids covering math, language arts, science and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. No more grading those worksheets. I IXL grades everything itself. No more trying to scam your kids as you try to figure out their math equations and their homework. And you know you haven't seen a trapezoid in about 20 years, right? So let IXL help you out. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning and get IXL now. And Scam Goddess listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com goddess. Visit IXL.com goddess to get the most effective learning program out there for the best price. Finding the perfect t-shirt has always had me like Goldilocks, trying on shirts. This one's too hard. This one's too soft. And it fell apart because y'all know I got it from a cheap website. And this t-shirt from Skims is just right. From fit to quality, it is one of my, like, these are my favorite t-shirts. I have three different ones. Y'all know I love me an Onyx because I'm going to be wearing black all the time. Um, They have a cotton long sleeve jersey tee that I really like too because the material is so soft. But when I put it in the washer, she don't have a whole transformation or makeover. It's not move that bus when I take it out. She looks the way that she looked when I put her in. And we know we cannot say that for all t-shirts, okay? So you can have staple t-shirts that you can mix and match and wear up or down. Maybe we're going to a fancy night out. Maybe we're going on a date. Maybe we're lounging around the house. I love these shirts so much because I can do so many different things with them. It's like, I'm telling y'all, Skims, they doing it right over there. I got on the underwear right now. I can't give it up. I think they got me, y'all. I'm not even playing. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select scam goddess in the survey and select my show in the drop down menu that follows and we are back and it's time for historic hoodwinks this is my favorite part of the show this is where i'm gonna regale frankie with a famous con caper group of criminals and maybe we like them maybe we hate them we'll get his opinions all throughout uh so let's set the stage here it's 2013 18 barrels of Bourbon and nearly 300 bottles went missing from Buffalo Trace Distillery, producers of the famed Pappy Van Winkle bourbon. Though the theft was noticed immediately, it took authorities almost two years to catch the culprits. Okay, I've had Buffalo Trace. It's pretty good. Have you had it? Oh, yeah. I drink it regularly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I got a barrel that my homie came up on. I just say, <laughs> I can't. You're like, I drink it all the time. And it's yeah, yeah. free. I was always wondering why it was free. <laughs> The homie 
came through with a barrel. I haven't had to buy liquor in years. <laughs> yeah, just, that's crazy, man. It took them two years. So the homies that did the, that jacket were just still working there like it was all good? I mean, let's see. That's a good inference. Let's see. I don't know who jacked it yet, um, but I'm interested yeah, yeah, to sorry. know who yeah, did. Yeah. No, no, no. Don't apologize. I love when we, we can make inferences. I'm on this ride with you. I also think that's funny if someone like gave you a, a barrel of bourbon and like, yeah. you just like, you don't even pour it into little bottles when you're going to parties. You just bring the barrel like, hey, y'all. <laughs> Been drinking out this for a year and a half now. Yeah, no, come to the trunk. Come to the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> So, significance of the Pappy Estate. So we can get a little backstory here. Every barrel of bourbon loses liquor to evaporation with every summer it ages. Distillers call that angel share. So they're saying like... Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the angels got to drink too. Yeah. Right. Instead of pouring some out for the homies, like yeah. the spirits just come and take some sips every summer. Yeah. Uh, they having a hot girl summer up in heaven. Okay. Yeah. The dead homies just come get them themse- for themselves. <laughs> they- <laughs> <laughs> All this time we've been pouring one out and little did we know every summer. <laughs> like, damn, y'all greedy, man. Shit. Right. All of our loved ones was getting turned. Love that for them. So when a barrel of Pappy is aged for 20 years or more, there are only five gallons to bottle after the two decades. So the Pappy is like a very famous, like more expensive bourbon because it's aged for so long. Um, you know, aging, sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, I can taste the difference. Sometimes it's just, it's just liquor, like... I don't know yeah, if I need I, very old liquor. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It puts something in your head, though. You know, just like when you see the price knocked off at Arrow Apostle Place like, right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, it's aged 10 years and you kind of you want it to be good, you, you know. But at the same time, I've tasted some stuff that was 10 years age. That it didn't taste like it tastes like right. the next the next shit. You know, you know, I'm just say like, right. It tastes like ethanol. Like what do yeah. you think? It's, it's alcohol. Yeah. Like right, right. But I know people need hobbies, especially when they get rich and they don't know what to do with their money anymore. So then they're like, I got this bottle of wine off the Titanic. They right. Like <laughs> they said they pried it out of Jack's hands. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they need it to be so old so they can feel like it's special. So I guess it's not uncommon for people to spend fifteen hundred to four four thousand dollars per bottle on the Gosh, secondary damn. market. The retail price is about $129.99 for the 20-year bottle and $249.99 for the 23-year bottle. That's actually not bad. I mean, yeah, it's not crazy, crazy, but for yeah. 23, for for you to buy a bottle that can also is old enough to drink itself, like I feel like almost three hundred dollars. <laughs> old enough to drink itself. <laughs> right. That's not crazy. You know what I mean? If you can buy right, a bottle right. that's like old enough to be Leonardo DiCaprio's girlfriend, like right. I feel like that's <laughs> That's not that's that's not a crazy price for that. The inflated price is strongly related to fabricated scarcity, uh, allocation lotteries, obsession with fabled quality, and bars marking up the price on limited supplies. So the oh, bottle okay. itself, if you can get your hands on it, it's like StockX. Like when all those hot new shoes come out, like Nike's pricing them appropriately, and then because there's such a limited, finite amount, the people who resell can then get the bag. Right, right, right. Or like well, diamonds. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, we know there's a group of them. They're just keeping them hostage, you know. Or Nike right. can always make another pair of shoes. It's just, oh, no, but that's it, you know. It's like, right. And then there's that high of, like, you won. You won a shoe today. Honestly, shout out to y'all who like to get shoes off StockX. Couldn't be me. I'm not playing the lotto for no footwear, okay? I'm going to the <laughs> store. I'm sticking my foot in it. I'm walking around. And then I'm putting my old shoes in oh, the yeah. box and I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to line. I ain't going to line and fight internet people Look at, and bots. Look at them. So the heist. It's 2013. Authorities in Buffalo Trace's hometown of Frankfort, Kentucky, discovered that the distillery was bleeding bottles of Pappy Van Winkle. So this is that good shit, that Pappy. So more than 200 bottles were missing, amounting to around $26,000 market value of stolen bourbon. Every year, Pappy Van Winkle bottles only, they release like seven to eight cases each year. So they're keeping it popping. They're keeping it, you know what I mean? Like you got to be yeah. Beyonce to get this whiskey on your lips. Limited. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, if you want to be gone off that Pappy, you got to know somebody. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so around 84,000 bottles is all they're releasing a year. Uh, with that limited supply, the international bourbon community was set ablaze. Enthusiasts around the world speculated who stole the bourbon and whether it meant they'd be able to get their hands and paws on a bottle. It wasn't until March 11, 2015 that authorities received an anonymous text and lead on who the thief actually was. I don't know. Ah. Oh. What a hater. Yeah. Come on, man. You are a you are a prime time hater. If someone if if Frankie pulled up to the party with a barrel of pappy and was giving it out to everybody and then you ratted on Frankie, that's wrong. Yeah. Get all drunk off the shit and then like you know what? Right. This ain't right. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely had some sips. Definitely had yeah, yeah. some sips and was like, can I fill up a little bottle for myself? And he was like, nah, nah, you know, I got to make this last. And he was like, oh, okay, bet. And hello, yeah. 911. <laughs> I love how he texted. Like, yeah, I'm going to text, text, text the 911. <laughs> I don't feel like talking right now. I'm too drunk off this shit, but I'm going to text. Yeah, text. how did you text 911? Like, you yeah. said some, some sad face emoji. said, hello, yeah. police. Yeah. <laughs> robbery emoji sad face emoji like what how did you do this imagine if you could text 911 like what's your it's not that much of an emergency huh yeah yeah right. like hey what y'all doing hey man right. my homie he's yeah <laughs> What a hater. So the text said that Gilbert Toby Kurtzinger, a 45-year-old senior employee of the Buffalo Trace Distillery, had stolen some barrels of bourbon on his property. Or he had stolen barrels of bourbon on his property. So, Frankie, you were right. You were right. I love how when a like a story from a guest ties into the... Like, there's no way you would have known. Like, yeah. you were right. This is an inside job. Oh, man. So, I mean, this dude, he's giving January 6th. You know, <laughs> he's giving some vibes. Yeah, yeah. Sure, I don't but. know if I feel sorry for him yet. I feel like he was definitely at the Capitol. I feel like he was out there uh, giving people pappy and, and uh, slinging hot dogs. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like he had a grill set up at the insurrection. I don't know yet. I don't know if I'm on his side. We'll see. So when deputies rolled up to Toby's rural estate, they found five barrels of bourbon under a tarp with the distillery's name painted over. Okay, oh, Toby. Oh, damn. So they were jacking whole barrels. Toby. Not Toby. You couldn't take the, the liquor out the barrels? Get you some cute mason jars? Have a mason jar moment? Are you just going to put a tarp over it on your own property? Also, yeah, like, hot. don't you work at the distillery? Like, wouldn't you know that leaving it in the barrels means that when it's hot outside, the angel's about to be getting lit on your shit? How does nobody not notice him with a big ass barrel? Just where is he loading <laughs> it up and like just driving? He's it on off a rural estate. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's on. He's on a rural estate. You know, you can't see. You're on a rural estate. We ain't <laughs> checking for barrels. We ain't yeah. checking to see. Look, people <laughs> are hauling tarps around here all the time. Body yeah. bags. We don't look. If barrels ain't on my and property. It's all we do around here. It's all we do barrels around here. And tarps. <laughs> we thought he found some oil or something. We don't yeah. know. So thought he got really into pickling. Yeah. You know, we don't know. So those barrels turned out to be from another distillery. However, despite deputies not finding a drop of Pappy on the property, Toby was arrested when they found a photo on his cell phone of six bottles of Pappy Van Winkle in the front seat of his truck. Okay, he couldn't just have bought that, though? Yeah. Is that enough to arrest somebody? Wait, so he's taking photos of it in the passenger seat? Like, look, I got one to show somebody, like, I he probably had a little seatbelt around it or something. Yeah, I know. Like. It's, it's, it's on a little car seat with a belt around it. Like, right. Got a precious got cargo. Your package. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. I don't understand. I don't understand. Because so the barrels ended up being from a different distillery. So they couldn't say that he stole the barrels of the pappy. But then they're like, oh, well, we saw this picture on your cell phone, so we're going to take you in. I don't understand. Like, I feel like I could have pictures huh. of liquor bottles in my phone, and that doesn't mean I stole them. Is that enough evidence? I feel like no. But it, he just had the photos, or he was, he, he was probably was using them to, like, text to people, like, hey, check it out. This is what I got this week, or... 
And then who's buying this shit? Like, damn, this is crazy. Yeah. Right. And look, they said they found a photo of six bottles in the front seat of his car. So it's one photo. It's not like it's six photos and he was like, I got that pappy. I got that pappy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I guess. So Franklin County Sheriff Pat Melton held a press conference declaring Toby the leader of the bourbon theft ring and considered it case closed. Now, why y'all holding press conferences for stolen booze? Like, I just feel like, uh-uh. <laughs> oh, hell no. They put the liquor on the table like it was drugs and Like guns. it's a big drug bust and shit. <laughs> like they got 85 kilos of cocaine and shit. <laughs> and bro. Like, that's three bottles of bourbon, dog. <laughs> How is that helping keep the community bro, safe? You know it's I mean? literally seven <laughs> bottles. And they, okay, why they put it on top of the bed? This is what kills me is when police officers try to stage a bus and they know the bus ain't giving what it's supposed to be giving. And they put the, the so the bottle comes with like a little sleeve, like a little, like, you know how Crown Royal bottles have that little exactly like bag? Exactly like that. Yeah, like a velvet sleeve. Yeah, yeah. like a, va- a velvet sleeve. So they have put the bottles up on the barrel and we'll put this post on the Instagram so y'all can see too. And they've put the sleeve underneath each one like they're displaying laying it like they and they spread them out <laughs> spread them oh out. my god and, and look at this 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 the sheriff's face he's so proud like oh we did it charlie you know like <laughs> <laughs> not y'all zooming in who's marina who's zooming in on the sheriff's face i hate it here I can't. yo this is so embarrassing no it's hilarious thank you marina she said my bad i'm like no it's hilarious comedy um <laughs> I mean, Franklin County does not have shit cracking for this to be the big story. Bro, y'all are bored. Y'all are bored. (laughs) So y'all must y'all must be like the cartoon sheriffs who like got the the one jail with the bars and they sleep uh, next to the the jail cell while the criminal uh, figures out how to get the keys through the bars. Like this is a sleepy ass town, bro. Y'all got one police car. Everybody sharing it. Oh man. How does this dude catch anybody, too, man? Damn. Y'all got one gun. When you finish your shift, you got to put it back and yeah. sign out. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. Like, this this is hilarious. And had the gall to have a press conference for this. Wow. A press conference. Like, oh, the streets are so much safer now that this Yeah, yeah, like whiskey. families are watching this. Like, oh, thank God. Oh, we can we can leave the doors Phew. unlocked again. Oh, my like, God. I thought, I thought the pappy was going to get my kids. Yeah. My kids was about to and have this a new is like daddy. like a big ass commercial for for uh, Pappy and shit. Yeah. Right, like I, this is so this is so embarrassing. Are you not embarrassed? So they closed the case. He's like in his uniform. He's like, we did it, Joe. It's over. <laughs> However, there was a much larger story than the simple 200-bottle whiskey heist. So, mind you, it's a 200-bottle whiskey heist, right? They found what looks to be seven. Because I feel like if they had all 200, we would have seen all of them on display. There's no way in hell... They, they already got they're somewhere else or they got drank already or yeah. yeah there's no way in hell Sheriff Bootlick wasn't gonna put all 200 bottles out on display yeah. if he had them <laughs> he only had seven so Toby the sort of mastermind so Toby first started working for Buffalo Trace in 1989 back when it was still owned by Shinley Distillery Corporation and not the family size you know Sazerac company so it had been acquired later so this is when it was still the Shinleys the Shinley was like you know the bourbon trap queens they was cooking it up you know Mm-hmm. on the stove back then. So uh, back then, employees often dipped into the White Dog, an unaged whiskey, almost like nail polish remover. Wow. So, Ooh. yeah, it's giving hooch. So, you know, before the whiskey had really had time to marinate and, and get seasoned, they would just dip into it and take that White Dog. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, that, that White Dog. Oof. Yeah, White Dog sounds like something that it just tears your throat up. Yeah. <laughs> Your throat is just screaming when you swallow some white dog. I remember there was like, in the beginning of COVID, uh, there was a country that was offering people like COVID like kits where and, and something in the kit included like a little bottle of Hennessy. <laughs> Oh. And I remember thinking, like, I don't know if something could kill COVID at the time. I was like, it's probably yeah. Hennessy because Hennessy burns the throat so aggressively. Oh uh, yeah, so you swig too hard. That's a sipper ooh. over Hennessy. But if you, oh, honestly, it's a nothing. Don't drink Hennessy. It's terrible. Um, unless they sponsor the show, and then mm-mm, Hennessy yeah. <laughs> pour it on I your wings. 
I bathe in Hennessy every day. Yeah. Every day. And obviously, in no way I'm saying I'm not, y'all know I'm not an anti-vaxxer or a fake COVID person. I'm not saying that it actually does anything. But I'm like, if anything gonna rip your throat out, it sounds like some white dog or some Hennessy's yeah. gonna rip it out. So Toby first started bootlegging when he was assigned to Buffalo Trace Warehouse that had housed bourbon that didn't meet production standards. So this is the bourbon that didn't turn out so good. When more than normal, like when more than a number of barrels accumulated, he joked his boss that he could take care of them. And his boss agreed. So it started as a joke, like, ha ha, wouldn't it be crazy if like, I just <laughs> took all these barrels? <laughs> wouldn't it be crazy if I took all these Air Force Ones, boss? Right. <laughs> That'd be crazy, right? That'd yeah, be crazy. I mean, that'd and be nuts. If man. I gave you a cut of the profits when I saw them, that'd be yeah. nah. Y'all know I'd be joking. Y'all know I'm a jokester. <laughs> you know, they said that was my nickname in high school, the jokester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you got like, I don't know, like 40% of the profit, yeah. <laughs> we I mean, do you know, We do the math. That's an extra 23, 2700 a month. You know, I, yeah. I'm crazy. I don't know. I'm yeah. crazy though. <laughs> Woo, y'all know me. Just be crazy. Well, <laughs> Wait, but you said it's the bourbon that didn't turn out that good? Yeah, so this is the bourbon that didn't meet the standard. Now, I don't know what their standards are, especially because this is the USA, so, like, you know they allow a certain amount of bugs and rats and food, right? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. You sure. know this is the place in the U.S. where they advertise when they have real meat in food, so... <laughs> <laughs> you know... This uh, meat was alive at one time. <laughs> like, we ain't joking. Yeah. No, nah, this for real meats that yeah. we selling. <laughs> Like, why y'all putting that in the commercial? (laughs) Was it not always meats? (laughs) So I don't know what the standards were that liquor didn't meet, because I feel like liquor should probably meet every standard. So this began their enterprise of selling stolen whiskey. He and his friends continued on in the following years, though more often they stuck to the less expensive bottles like Buffalo Trace and the Ancient Age. So they weren't bootlegging the expensive shit. They were just bootlegging the not-so-good quality, great value, whatever. Mm. So they were able to get away with it because up until recently, bourbon wasn't all that popular as a liquor of choice. Yeah, I Mm. get that. I get that. I don't know. Did, when did that change? Did a rapper start rapping about it? Because I feel like... Yeah, right. I feel like bourbon's been a thing for a minute. But yeah, I don't... Yeah, that's interesting, though. Because I'm like, that, well, in a way, it sounds like he was helping them out. Like, oh, this is the shit that didn't come out good. So I'm going to take it and sign it to the homies. But... Right. But he was jacking those pappy bottles, right? If he had pictures of them. Yeah. So eventually they must have moved up into something, you know, a little bit more criminal, I guess. Mm. Um, That's interesting to me, though, because the popularity of liquor, uh, I was shocked at how much the popularity of liquor has, like, also hinged on, like, popular music. Like, mostly rap music. Oh, yeah. Like, there's so many contracts. Like, I wouldn't have known what Nuvo was if it wasn't for T-Pain. He's like, she got his drinks up the Nouveau. The Nouveau. <laughs> the Nouveau. And I was like, hmm, Nouveau. Drake put the whole world on Moscato musket wine, a dessert wine, FYI. But, you know, yeah. he started talking about Moscato and the girls were like, I don't know. Let's pick it up. Let's see what it's giving. Right. Um, the funniest product placement I've ever heard, though, was definitely Beyonce's because, like, Normally, they'll do like, they're like, oh, you know, rappers would be like, oh, we popping Cristal. And then when Cristal was like, we don't want you browns drinking our liquor. They're like, all right, then fuck Cristal. And they ruined that brand. Um, yeah. Rightfully so. And I'm I'm happy about it. But I remember, um, but Cristal sounds like a, a, something that should be in a rap song. You know? Yeah, yeah, Cristal. Ace yeah, of Spades. Yeah. You know, they sound like things you want to hear. But like, I remember Beyonce had mentioned Yamazaki whiskey, which is a, a Japanese whiskey. So technically it's not a whiskey because it has to come from Scotland to be a whiskey. It has to come from... Yes, it's like Champagne, France. Like, you can't... It's all Prosecco if it's not from Champagne. But um, she mentioned Yamazaki, which there's some very expensive Yamazakis. Like, I remember we used to sell one that was like $300 a shot. But just hearing Damn. Yamazaki in a song, I was like, this is product placement. <laughs> Oh, yeah, she's getting paid Because it this. doesn't sound like Cristal. It's not like, right, you know, right. we all gone off that absolute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we love Blue Moon, my niggas. Like, like what? <laughs> Oh, Blue Moon, okay. <laughs> it just didn't sound as organic as the other ones. Right, right. But it made me I, well, laugh. Jay-Z, back in the day, he was he would always drop Patron in there. We were, we were drinking mm-hmm. that all the time, and it just made us feel cooler that mm-hmm. Jay-Z's rapping about it. We're like, yeah, homie, we're getting it. We're getting that. Patron, shit, had a commo- Patron had a hold on the community. It, yeah. had, it was <laughs> not good. We needed to stop drinking it, and it yeah, had a hold on us. Yeah, we did. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know that was Paul Mitchell's brand. The guy who did hair care stuff yeah. also Paul had Mitchell, Patron. Then like, and then uh, uh, George Clooney had Casamigos before he sold it. And sold it. it. Yeah, right. Yeah, he, well, he wait, was it. Patron from Casamigos? I thought Casamigos was something that he started with his homeboy. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, different. no. Uh, yeah, it's different, right? Yeah. But he used, yeah, yeah, it was all, he's, he knows that game, you know? That was but, a marketing, like, oh, George so Clooney. marketing. You ain't ever been to nobody's casa, a casa, and, and yeah. you ain't got no Migos. <laughs> he was like, what are we gonna call this to really make people think it's legitimate uh, tequila? Casa Migos. Yeah, Casa Migos. By George Clooney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds Mi, legit, homie. Let's buy that. Mi gente. <laughs> yeah. Mi gente. Toma. Yeah. Toma, toma las casamigos. <laughs> George, like, hey, George, George Clooney knows what's up, homie. Escúchame, güey. Is that George Clooney? <laughs> <laughs> How, did How did he get away with that? How? Oh, I love it for him. But so, whiskey wasn't popping at the time. It wasn't until the early 2000s and the premiere of AMC, or excuse me, AMC's Mad Men that the industry truly exploded. So entertainment, like we were talking Whoa, about. crazy. Yeah. So Don Draper would be at the ad office at 8 a.m. sipping on some bourbon. Right. Yeah, like, hmm, okay, you know what? This is good. Yeah. <laughs> We've never seen alcoholism look so cute and so stable. It's just like <laughs> they're wearing suits. So, yeah, they can drink at 830 in the morning. It, right. They have on suits. They work right. in advertisement. They got to be businessmen. Yeah. <laughs> they're businessmen of business. You can't. But be. yeah, like bourbon also is like it has to be made in Kentucky to be called bourbon, right? Yeah, Kentucky. Yeah, to be okay. bourbon. Yeah. So Toby and his co-workers were at work in 2013 when the news hit about the 200 missing Pappy Van Winkle bottles. And they were like, oh, damn, I don't know who did that. I'm upset. We're going to go in the room and cry. Uh, no yeah. managers coming here. Uh, <laughs> we just need to talk outside alone. So the distillery only produced a limited amount of Pappy, like we know. They were surprised because 200 missing bottles would have been noticed, right? Also, there was no single theft of the bottles and no single thief. So they didn't know who mm-hmm. did it. It's a lot. They're like, if you're going to steal Pappy, like, steal, like, one bottle, like, you're going to steal 200, like, we're definitely going to know. Although I love it. Get it all in one fell swoop. That's what I say. They got them all at once? Yeah. That's why they were surprised because they were like, bro, y'all didn't think we was going to notice that y'all just took all the liquor out? Oh, they got greedy. Okay. Yeah. So that didn't stop Toby from acquiring more bottles and selling them at top dollar, playing off the hype of people wanting to buy whiskey from the famous heist. So now he's selling it as heist whiskey, like death whiskey. Oh. It's got a story. It's got a story. (laughs) I wanted to dance on my taste buds, stolen whiskey. Just knowing the robbery mm, was involved. That good. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm, no, you can taste the robbery. Mm. Let it linger on your palate. <laughs> Tastes dangerous. Yeah. Right. Mm. So consequently, it was the 2013 heist that turned Toby into the mastermind. The cops thought that they pulled off the heist originally. He gained a reputation for knowing and bringing in sellers. So co-workers looking to sell bourbon would bring their stolen bourbon to him to sell or sell it for him. So now he became like the distro. So if it, if you oh, slang in bourbon, he you got, can't go through Toby. Big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like Call nobody. Up Toby. Call up Toby. He got it. Nobody's yeah. selling whiskey in this town without Toby involved. Toby <laughs> always gets a cut. I, I figured uh, Tony probably owns a lot of guns now. So consequently, it was in 2013 heist that, you know, he's a mastermind now. He gained a reputation for knowing everything. He got everybody involved. So despite the fact that he was apparently a grade A asshole, uh, <laughs> Oh, what? They say he was an asshole? Yeah, they said he was an asshole of a co-worker who'd sabotage others' work if they didn't do exactly what he wished. So he had a God complex. Oh, one, man, one of the One of the older, the other cold workers said Toby often had a silenced 22 caliber, see, we said guns, 22 caliber pistol that he fired in the parking lot of Buffalo Trace into a dirt pile where other people could see. So he also wanted people to know he had that thing on him. Oh, damn. Oh, okay, so Toby was just a, a loose cannon that needed to be shut down. He was drunk with power and probably uh, also literally drunk. Out there shooting guns at work. Like, <laughs> bam, look at me. Uh, get this pappy, put it in my truck. At your place of employment? <laughs> at your place of employment? Yeah, come on. Now. And they didn't fire you? Everybody knew you was just outside <laughs> shooting guns and everybody was like, this is fine? <laughs> How did he get caught? You work at a liquor place. Liquor and guns don't mix. No. Oh, my God. So the grand crime ring, Chef... (laughs) 
So Sheriff Milton, corny old Sheriff Milton, he's back in the mix. Um, What he thought he was exposing was more of an unorganized bunch of friends who openly communicated crimes over text and were relatively incompetent, enabled by people who were more incompetent. According to a former Buffalo Trace supervisor, Pappy bottles were kept locked in a cage. And we have an image from the Netflix show Heist. And this is about the Pappy Gate heist. So there's already a Netflix show about uh-uh. <laughs> And they have all they have all display like they're at the store like they're at Costco and shit. Right. Also, this fence looks very much like I could take wire cutters to it. Yeah. It's not giving security like y'all thought it was. And why are the bottles on display like this? Like why? Yeah, are they, right? This is not a safe. Don't steal these. <laughs> right. It's a literal cage. It's it's giving like barbed wire fence. Not even. I don't even think that the wire is barbed. Okay. So. There, there was a faulty door and easily removable hinges that maintenance failed to properly wield. So anybody can get into this bitch. Inventory was only done with the bourbon in the cage, not when it was removed. So the barrel police... <laughs> the barrels police found on Turley's property also turned out to be barrels from wild turkey that a friend had dumped on him with no warning that he had been desperately trying to get rid of. So this is so... Remember when they were like, oh, these barrels aren't from Pappy, so I guess he could just All have right. them. They were from wild turkey. Somebody at wild turkey had pulled up and was like, take these. And he was like, okay. <laughs> oh, so when authorities got to a second warrant to enter Toby's home, they discovered he had also been trafficking in multiple varieties of steroids, including Anivar, Dianabol, and human growth hormone. Oh, my God. Also, Toby is just a savage, homie, just in all the the wrong ways. (laughs) He's shooting guns, stealing barrels, shooting up roids. I don't give a fuck. That's probably why he was an asshole, because he's like on steroids and drunk and shooting guns. I do not give a fuck. Right, he's like, I don't give a fuck, I'm hopped up, I'm hopped up. So I'm on that brown and I'm on the steroids. So they also found needles for injecting steroids, numerous firearms, including a backpack full of handguns and a pink rifle. Ooh, pink rifle. Sounds, that sounds kind of fun. Cash and a very large safe. Toby was arrested along with eight other co-conspirators, including his wife. Damn, not the wifey. And father-in-law charged with bootlegging and drug dealing. Oh, oh yeah, his man. wife. She giving Ozark. She giving like... He got the whole family in there, yeah. She about that life. Like, this well, woman... Well, if he's convincing his co-workers what to do, then you know he's getting the family, too. Yes. So Toby was charged with operating a legitimate crime ring under Kentucky's racketeering laws. All of but one of the co-defendants ended up taking a plea deal, and charges were dropped against Toby's father-in-law due to lack of evidence. Okay, father-in-law got out. Today, himself... Ple- <laughs> so Toby himself pleaded guilty and was sentenced to 15 years in prison. Too long. But was released after serving just a month on shock probation. Wait, now... What? Shock probation? Uh, that sounds very Caucasian, because I ain't never heard of shock provision in my life. You got 15 years, and they said, okay, after a month, you good. You <laughs> they know say, what, Toby? Yeah. <laughs> they said they deemed him not to be a danger to society. Now, listen, I will say bootlegging and stealing bourbon, like, you don't need to go to jail for 15 years. That's taxpayer dollars and stuff. But, but the fact that he was shooting, shooting guns. Gun, yeah, <laughs> and shooting up roids and shooting guns at work. Nah. <laughs> now, that, that math ain't mathing. Yeah. That math in particular of shooting guns and being roided up at work, uh, I kind of feel like maybe you should have did a little bit more of a bid for that. Dude, so, only a white person would get, you know, no offense to all my white homies out there, but 15-year sentence and then get knocked down to a month? I mean, come on. Because shock probation is used by judges to give criminals an initial shock of prison before releasing them on probation in the hopes that their experience will deter them from future crime. That sounds very Caucasian. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. They're like, look, he's got a whole life ahead of him, okay? He's got so many more roids to do, so much more bourbon to drink. We'll just going to scare him a little bit. We'll give him 15 years, but he'll only go to jail for a month. That motherfucker's shooting up steroids right now. Right now. And guns. Shooting steroids and guns. So despite the thefts, (laughs) Buffalo Trace experienced a boom in sales thanks to the publicity. So honestly, like... Who really lost here? Additionally, as a result of having to audit their near non-existent inventory control and HR policies, the Sazerac company spent $70 on a new automated warehouse. What? $70? I'm confused. There there has to be a typo there. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I get it. So they had an audit 
And because they had all this inventory stolen, they basically got to be like, oh, well, we never got to sell that. And um, we never got that money. So they could basically beef up the security of their warehouse for almost free because they got to write off all the theft. Oh, my God. I feel like whatever Buffalo Trace is the one that got Toby out of jail because they're like, hey, you know what? We need to get him out, man. Sales are through the roof. Right. Just, Toby, you yeah. can keep bootleg. Actually, Toby, you want to go on a press tour? Do you want to be yeah. the face of Buffalo Trace? Do you want to be Pappy? You are Pappy now. Somebody get this man a beard. He became Colonel Sanders, but for yeah. Buffalo Trace. <laughs> oh, all roided out and shit. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no, you can keep shooting your guns, but only in the parking lot, Toby. (laughs) Only in the parking lot. Then you got to (laughs) stop. So of the little stolen bourbon that was recovered, all of it was slated to be destroyed under Kentucky law. Whether that bourbon made it all the way to the grave at at a hazardous materials landfill or not was never revealed. So this all this bourbon was supposed to be. Are you kidding me? They sold that bourbon. They were like, get some of the the bourbon that should never be. Are they probably, yeah, come on, a bunch of t- Kentucky cops just being like, okay, you guys know the law here. We got to just dump this in the landfill. Like, that definitely not right. happening on me yet. They drove to the landfill and they passed that shit out amongst <laughs> themselves. We'll get fucked up today. Right. <laughs> but not in the car, guys. Not in the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they took their one cop car and, and pretended yeah, that they had one cop car. <laughs> and pretended that they had got rid of a U-Haul bourbon. trailer and shit, attach it to their one cop car. <laughs> Right. Now y'all know damn well. Y'all didn't destroy none of that bourbon. Y'all <laughs> sipping on it right now. And I love that for you. All right, guys. We're going to take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements. And we'll be back with the saddest part of the show where I have to let Frankie go. Robbery! Back in the 90s, Pepsi and Coca-Cola were in a heated race to try and win loyal customers by any means necessary. But when Pepsi launched an ambitious promotion that encouraged people to buy Pepsi and redeem points for prizes, They overlooked their own fine print in a major way. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Like, who at Pepsi thought it would be a good idea to advertise that people could earn enough points to redeem a military jet as a prize? When they launched their Pepsi points system, they never imagined somebody might try to actually snag it. But a 23-year-old did, and suddenly, Pepsi owed him a jet. Follow the big flop wherever you get your podcasts. Ooh, do you feel that in the air? Yes, that is summertime. It's in the breeze. It's in the trees. And y'all know when the sky comes out, (laughs) the thighs come out. And as the weather gets hotter, it's time to say bye to jackets and sweaters and hey to shorts and tees. If you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. Y'all know I love Quince. If you want to be looking chic year after year with classic pieces that you can dress up, dress down, wear around town, you got to get into Quince. They have premium European linen dresses. I have one in green and oh, when I wear it, it is a showstopper. Blouses, shorts from $30, y'all. Washable silk tops, which I told y'all I love those. I actually went back and got it in navy. I got it in the white like cream and I just know when I wear it, I'm going to feel like Diane Keaton on the beach thinking about my life like white cream are you kidding me it's giving rich okay quince is that girl y'all know you see me in their pieces all the time get into it get warm weather ready with quince go to quince.com slash goddess for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns that's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess to get free shipping and 365 day returns q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess And we're back. It's time for Scammer of the Week. This is where we highlight one charlatan who's maybe worthy of our praise, maybe not. We'll see. So there's recently been a scourge of fake high-end whiskey, staying on the whiskey, I guess, being sold in local liquor stores. Scammers are continuing to capitalize off the steel-growing whiskey craze and taking advantage of buyers whose knowledge is inversely proportional to their wealth. So basically, stupid people who are rich. Oh, so, oh no, so they're slanging Pappy, but it's fake Pappy? Oh, see, that ain't Pappy. That's Papa? Yeah. (laughs) Not y'all slanging that Papa? No! 
So with the pandemic causing both transport issues and glass shortages, supply has vastly outstripped the demand of the super premium whiskey industry that doubled in the last five years. Empty Pappy bottles even go up like for like up to like $100 on eBay. As recently as the past month, an Insider Edition producer purchased a bottle from Acker, a liquor store in the Upper East Side of Manhattan. So now they're in New York. They buying whiskey. The whiskey, a bourbon called C-O-L-E-H Taylor 4 Grain, came without its traditional cardboard tube and had a backwards sticker. Okay, so y'all not even trying. Still, Acker assured the producer it was legitimate and sold it for $1,000. Upon analysis, it turned out to have been emptied and refilled with a much cheaper whiskey. Shout out to the store salesman. Damn. I'm not mad at him. He got that wild turkey and was like, fill her up. Yeah. Let me go half wild turkey, half Jameson. Yeah, it tastes right. good. Yeah. Uh, put a little cinnamon in there. That'll throw them off. <laughs> <laughs> so in, t- in 2017, a Swiss hotel was criticized for selling the world's most expensive whiskey, a 1878 single malt Macallan, to a Chinese tourist. Later, analysis showed that it was a blended scotch made sometime after 1970. I mean, that's still... Oh, it's not... It's a, it's yeah. a, it's a thousand years behind... <laughs> <laughs> It's a little behind where it was supposed to be, but it's not that bad. Actually, it's 100 years. I can't do math. It's 100 years behind where it was supposed to be. You're like a 1,000 years. I was, like, oh, I was thinking that too. I was like, I don't like, think we've been around that long. Uh, <laughs> Moses and Noah are drinking all this shit. Right. <laughs> this is the wine Jesus made from yeah. the water. We got a barrel. It's that good shit, okay? It's that Jesus vino, okay? <laughs> that Jesus. So that Jesus. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> you ain't hear DJ Khaled talk about this in his new rap song? <laughs> that Jesus. <laughs> so distilleries are slow to action, though Buffalo Trace has begun including security tags on the tops of its highly sought-after antique collection. Uh, when scanned with the app, the tags tell you if the bottle's been opened and when. Okay. As the high value of high-end bourbons continues to explode, so does the amount of fraud. And not even the most luxury bars have been able to escape it. I mean, mm. if you feel like you're drinking a $300 drink, aren't you? Isn't there already a C yeah, markup yeah. at bars? That's how I feel. I'm like, if you're, if they got you, then there's so many people that walked away probably like, oh, man, that was delicious. That was right. great. I got my money's worth and Mm-mm. worth the harm, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> And honestly, isn't it more about the flex of being able to purchase it than it is about the actual taste? Like when people go to nightclubs and they buy bottle service, and I've seen people sign $50,000 checks for bottle service and even more than that. It's not about the bottles. It's just about the fact that you can that, yeah, do that. Yeah, it's just the, the flashiness, the look of it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I mean, how many actual like real bourbon connoisseurs, liquor connoisseurs are in the club being like, mm, oh, you know what? This tastes like it's <laughs> 20 years off here. You know, we ain't doing it. We're at the club. Oh, yeah, you know, just, ah, let me get a shot. Ricky, I just yeah. want you to be at the club as a bourbon sommelier. <laughs> yeah. And then back, it's like, da, 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 set a circle. And Frankie's like, mm, Hold mm. on. Can I see the bottle, please? I got a little monocle and shit. Like, okay, okay. Mm, I'm getting <laughs> chestnut. Throw that ass yeah. in a circle. Mm, yeah. Is that rhubarb? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what no also i mean it's all the eye of the beholder like anything that has a value put to it is a value simply because we've decided it has that value right right that's it you know what i mean if that's i had a it. hanger and i was like this is the hanger the original uh joan carroll is it joan Car- not joan carroll but uh the original no more wire hangers <laughs> this is the, right, right. this is the the, the hanger the that she one. was holding Oh, what? How much you... Yeah, yeah. It's oh, Joan man. Crawford. Yeah, if I was like, Joan Crawford, see, it still got a little bit of comment on it from when she was beating, <laughs> beating her daughter. Like, if I, it, like, then the hanger's worth a lot of money, and it's like, it's a hanger. So right, right. I don't feel bad for people getting duped by this kind of stuff, because it's just like, if you have enough money to spend a stack on alcohols, right. you'll be okay. Yeah. yeah, even if you barely have enough money to spend on it i don't feel bad for you either because you're dumb enough to spend your money on that dumb shit right it all does the same thing i mean i'm glad that you can feel better about your buzz you're just like "Mm, no this is a meal this is an alcohol this is a (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Ooh, this is a Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, Jesus definitely. Jesus put yeah, yeah. his foot in this one, okay? This must have been after she washed his feet yeah, that yeah. he put that he made this wine because he put his foot all in this one. For sure, yeah. for sure. I'm chasing little Jesus big toe with this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> to the end of a, another fantastic episode. Frankie, thank you so much for being here. Oh, you're, Lacey, thanks for amazing. having me. Uh, we always ask, where do you want to be found? Anything you want to promote? Any place you want people to find you on the interwebs? Watch you. Obviously, there's the HBO Max special, but like, go like go off because I want people to see more of your comedy. You're so funny. Oh, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. You can see uh, Super Homies HBO Max special, but the Frankie Quinones show podcast is the thing I'm most excited right now. Uh, you know, yeah. from, uh, Will Ferrell's Big Money Players Network. You know, it's, it's scripted. It's like character scene sketches. So we're having a lot of oh, fun with God. it. It's a lot of work, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I'm pumped about that. And then uh, also we just f- finished filming a Hulu show called This Full that's going to be premiering in July of this year. So I'm excited about that. Yes. Come on, Frankie. You better be working. You better have all the jobs <laughs> and employments. <laughs> yes. Uh, we love to see y'all get into Frankie's podcast. Are our, our, our episodes out now? Yes, yeah, yeah. We're uh, so, we're about twelve episodes in already. Oh, okay. That sounds like a binge to me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I love a good binge. I like to wait till a series fully comes out so I can get to the end of it. I'm not trying to wait. Yeah, yeah, me too. That's why I was like, you know, I'm excited that now we got enough. Where I'm like, yeah, go listen to it now. Because if you say yes. go listen to it, they go, like, hey, where's the rest of it? I'm like, oh, we're just getting started. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it, guys. Get into Frankie's work. He's fantastic. As always, guys, if you want to send us a letter, uh, scamgodspot at gmail.com. Snitch on your friends and family. If you want to see. Uh, the sheriff flexing with these seven bottles. If you want to see any of the images <laughs> oh, yeah. that we talked about today that are hilarious, Scam Goddess Pod on all platforms, but the Instagram is where I drop the photos. And if you want to follow me and my nonsense, D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I Diva Lacey on all platforms. Congregation, stay scheming! Scam Goddess! This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. It's produced by Judith Cargbo, engineered by Marina Pais, and researched by Kaylin Brandt. Stay scheming! This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. At Founders Brewing Company, we set out to create a beer that lets you embrace the unconventional. Mortal Bloom is a radiantly beautiful, hazy IPA that will wrap your taste buds with intense citrus and tropical notes of pineapple and mango. Coming in at 6.2% ABV with big aromatics and no bitterness, it's the perfect beer, if we do say so ourselves. Visit foundersbrewing.com to find Mortal Bloom Hazy IPA. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 